Okay, let's go. Whatever you feel. Everything is uncensored, so whatever you think you should say or sing, just go. Yeah. Got it. Shall we begin into his coming? I can do this all day. Tear down this wall. What's up, unscripted people? Jason Page Hi. here. Hi, Jason. Jason, how you doing? <laughs> I'm very good. How yeah. you guys doing? Hello, we are great. And I'll show you a little bit of the magic that just happened there. That's right there. Yeah. The RC505 in the house. Loop Station MK2, the upgraded wow. version. Right yeah. there. I'm a little bit obsessed with the looper right now. <laughs> Master of the looper and many other things. Yeah, you open for no uh, new jobs. Straight you open for new jobs? We are looking uh, for... I'm open uh, for new jobs. That's right. I... I I do commissions. I do theme songs. You know, like that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> that's a free trial, right? Yeah, yeah. Give us a good. Price. That's a free trial. Yeah, it's going to be low bit rate unless you pay the upgrade fee, and then I send you the files, and and we do it really good. And uh, or you can get me on Cameo, where I can uh, do a one minute little jam out for you. For, for a fee, if you guys are a uh, professional organization, which uh, you, you seem which we to are be, not. <laughs> well, no, depend, based on the, the wall of, uh, of, of nostalgia behind you, you guys are, mm -hmm. you guys got a great, a great podcast and uh, if it's, uh, you know, business you. cameos are a little bit more than the regular personal ones, but mm -hmm. for you guys, I'll cut your deal. Yeah, that, that is exactly what OnlyFans was supposed to be. That's know? right, OnlyFans, exactly. <laughs> I don't have an OnlyFans, although people sometimes ask me for feet pictures, and I'm like, really? I Who never wants to see my that. feet? I don't really yeah. understand that either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me introduce you to our fans. And you yes, are, please. You, yeah, you were the singer for Blood, Sweat, uh, lead singer for Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Share the stage with Michael you Jackson. You make me so very happy. I'm so glad you came into my life. I'm so very happy, baby. Great. Yeah. 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 And you sang and beatboxed with Aerosmith just like uh, before. Uh, for us. Pink, that's my new obsession. Pink, it's not even in question. Pink, the lips of your lover. Pink, it's the love you discover. Yeah! <laughs> that was an amazing there. experience, yeah. 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 Among other things, you can be heard in Rick and Morty, in Phineas and Ferb, in Nanny, and of course, like, you want to be the very best like no one ever was. Jason Page, everybody. That's right. Yeah, I hope That's you like right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. That was great. How did you like my accompaniment? It's Good. great. It's great. It's going to cool. be a hell for editing, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing, uh, nothing <laughs> it's comes close to our introductions on the, this podcast. Trust me. Oh, good. Good. We're bumping it up to the next level. That's, yeah. that's yeah. what we want to do here. So, Jason, <laughs> would you share with us how you entered the world of music? Um, when I came out of the womb, I was crying. 
Yeah, it's music is inherent to the human being. You hit a note when you come out, you're singing. It's when you exit the world of music. That's mm -hmm. the more important question, which happens when your parents tell you to shut up, stop that singing. You know, the first thing you learn is A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Maybe not in, uh, in Montenegro, but here, that's how you learn how to speak. You learn twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what, wonder you, what are. you are. Yeah, you guys learn that. And, uh, yeah. you know, nowadays they've replaced that for, I want to be the very best like no one ever was. So how now kids are learning that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's when your parents tell you to stop singing or your teacher tells you shut up and stops the class from actually naturally being musical because musicality is our is our natural state is more musical than verbal. And, yeah. you know, if you if you go back, if you think about it, like ancient man, ancient civilizations and ancient man, before they learn how to talk, they were just making grunting sounds and, and mm. pitches and woo was like yeah. the first was the first communication. And that's kind of singing before yeah, he was like, no, you no you do it. No, you was no you. But before no, you was ooh, ooh. <laughs> or something like that. I wasn't yeah. there. I'm not that old. I'm old, but I'm not that old. Yeah. And your, your most iconic work is obviously Pokemon Teen Song that you just gave us a verse. And when you look back now, is the Pokemon Teen Song the moment that defined whoops? Uh oh! I'm look. I just looked back. You told me to look back. That was a bad joke. Here we go. Yeah. I almost lost it. Check that out. Oh, oh yes. Oh, nice, nice one. Oh, nice. Is that Gyarados? Right. That looked really cool. Hmm? Yeah, it is. In the of a ball on a thing. Yeah. So when I look back, sorry. I won't <laughs> look you... back though. I look Stop forward look while I'm looking back. Yeah. Are you a dead? Because that's a classic dead joke dead? that you made. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, are you a father? He has dead that. joke? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my dead. dad. Um, not that I know of. I mean, I, I, I hope I am, but not that I know of. Um, I would love it if some if some kids showed up right now and said, hey, you're my dad. I'd be like, oh, the the son that I've been waiting for all of my life. It, it'd be nice if it was still a little kid and some woman, some beautiful woman showed up with a kid and said, this is yours. I mean, I would probably remember that, but, yeah, yeah. but you know, uh, I've had a lot of experiences in my life, but, uh, due to the AIDS epidemic in the eighties, when I, uh, when I started my sexual life, we were afraid of each other and we thought that that sex was going to kill each other. So m the majority of my intimate experiences were protected experiences. So I, I, I unfortunately don't have any known children. Yeah. But, but what about Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a lot of known Pokemon children and actually, uh, you know, people often say on, on the YouTube comments, it's like, you know, it's, you're like the father to me. You're like the, the voice of my childhood. 
or, you know, I kind of consider myself more like a friend that you never met as opposed to a father that you never met. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not that much of a father figure, but uh, I I understand the analogy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, but, you know, uh, since Pokemon, right, came out in 1997 and it's been years, decades since you did did that song and people still love it, still recognize it. It carries enormous legacy. Uh, you know, it, it, for some people, you know, I, I must imagine that for you, uh, the legacy it carries is like people must recognize you immediately by it. You know, it got to resonate with you. Well, they certainly recognize, gotta catch you more, Pokemon. They recognize the sound of my voice, but because of you guys and this Zoom uh, call and your podcast, they'll hopefully start to recognize my face as well as my voice. Um, because, uh, it it was a job that was not done in order to make myself recognizable. It was done to serve the product, to serve the ecosystem, to serve the TV show and the motive, which is to be the very best that the, the motive basically of Ash of the character to be the very best. I mean, that was what the song was about. How do you tell the story of Ash and what he wants to do in a minute and a half song? And the lyrics are constructed to represent the the product. I'm doing a a uh, a song for another product called Bubblegum Kids right now, and I have to represent that song in 30 seconds, actually, uh, so that it sounds exactly like what they want. Um, and all of the elements in there to get everybody hyped about this 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 bubblegum, basically. So. I'm not there so that I can go sing songs about bubblegum or I can go sing songs about Pokemon. I can be this, this legend icon to the world. I'm there to serve the podcast right now. I'm not here on the podcast so I can be this thing in the world. I'm here to give you guys good content for your podcast. So when you connect yourself to the motive... Which I'm definitely doing. That's what. That's the whole point. Is right here, right now, to be in this moment and understand what this moment is about, and not just be projecting in the future for something. Of course, that's what that's what most uh, session singing is about. When I'm singing Subway, eat fresh. It's for Subway. It's not for me to be singing Subway. It's a very short song as well. Couldn't really, you know, perform that one live because <laughs> it's over in five seconds. But. All of these things, the quilted quicker picker upper—they're all uncredited experiences uh, where I'm serving the client, I'm serving the motive of of the product, and uh, and 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 that's what makes it really special, I think. And then you guys consume the product because it it all makes sense, and you're not consuming. Imagine if Michael Jackson. This is another comment on my on my YouTube. Uh, I thought Michael Jackson sang the song. People say that often. Um, and imagine if Michael Jackson was like, I want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. It would be like, Michael, we're watching Michael Jackson sing the song and we're not playing Pokemon anymore and we're not playing the cards and we're not buying the stuff. We're buying Michael Jackson records and the game and the, and the, you know, all of the, the TV show and all the stuff that exists would all be dominated by Michael Jackson. So yeah. that's kind of how it, I look at it. So it would be like the man before the product. And what you're describing is the product comes first and the 
part that goes into product, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, uh, but obviously, I like to ask always people who are passionate about their craft what fascinates them about uh, it. But I think you you pretty much explain it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that that's that's that is the craft. That is the craft. And even when I'm doing my own music or Michael Jackson's music, it's still about that moment and what I'm feeling in that moment. And, you know, when, when, when the audience is there, we're there together in the room and I'm singing the song as if I'm experiencing those lyrics for the first time, you know, I'm not, I'm not projecting something into the future. I'm there in the room with those people, even if it's my own words and my own ideas and my own thoughts. I have a concert yeah. coming up and I'm going to be do going through uh, a lot of my greatest hits, my jingles mm -hmm. and some background singing that I've done and uh, and, you know, different things that I'm going to have to connect myself on all levels with the audience. Where is the concert and when the con the concerts in West in Palm Beach, Florida mm -hmm. uh, on March 4th? If you guys want to sure. fly in, I'd love to have you. I'll yeah. give you comp tickets. Yeah, buy us the tickets for plane uh, as well. <laughs> tickets for the plane, right? I have my private jet come and get you guys and pick you up and bring you. Oh, up. that's so nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you gotta do is pay for the gas, pay uh, for the fuel. Yeah. It's only fifteen hundred dollars each way for the fuel. Yeah, these days uh, they say the gas is very cheap. <laughs> yeah, we, but until we get those electric planes, come on, Elon, get us an electric plane, a Tesla plane. That's what I want. Never thought about it. Yeah, I would like it only because yeah. I guess it would be silent, you know. It'd be quiet, quieter, and and they can make the wings with solar panels on them, and then it could be refueling as it's in the air with the with above the clouds in the sun. But then it would be a, a, a difficult at night. Yeah, these yeah. engineers will have a tough time if some of them are listening to this episode right now. <laughs> they have to make a, a moonlight panels that are not just solar panels, but actually absorb the energy of the moon, which gives off its own in, in unique type of light as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm certain somebody is thinking about it and actually working on it right now, but uh, I, I'm not aware of any big like projects or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's too formal for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you know what it, it almost looks like you guys are in two separate areas because you're split right down yeah. and this guy's got a totally different background than you can you put your arm across so so you can show that you guys are together yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know thank I'm, you for noticing that we are waiting for cool. dozens of guests to mention something about our background yeah, thank you it's <laughs> cool it's really cool yeah. it's yeah. great and you have all the you said you always perform like the first time and i really noticed that now when you, you every time you say you gotta catch them all i want to be the very best you feel it the same way and how you manage to do that you perform a million <laughs> times well no no only since 2016. uh before that i i sang uh the only time i sang it was gotta catch them all ron paul I sang it for Ron Paul, not for myself, because Ron Paul was was running for the presidency and he was catching delegates around the country. The way that it works is you got to get delegates in each area. Um, but before that, I had never I ne never sung the song before. So I haven't been doing it for, for 25 years. 
you know, at every every day somewhere or every mm-hmm. week, once or twice somewhere. Uh, only since 2016. So I'm still in the relatively new stages. I'm in the sixth and a half year of singing this song publicly. And, uh, you know, it's it's getting better and better in the, in the terms of the places that I'm able to sing it and the audiences that I'm able to to sing it for and people's enthusiasm for it. I mean, it, it, it it's not like a normal song, at least right now, that was on the radio. It's not on the radio anymore. We don't really have radio anymore. We got Spotify. We got Instagram and YouTube and all of our social media platforms where the song is really making its way around as it underscores people's videos. Every time you you swipe in on the next TikTok, there's the Pokemon theme song and somebody's showing their Pokemon connection. So mm-hmm. the song is getting around. Um, but I my face is still not getting around and my name is still very very small relative mm-hmm. to how big the song is. I figure there's 2 billion Pokemon fans on the world, right? R- roughly. Yeah. yeah. There's 1 billion people that downloaded the Pokemon Go app. So, if there's a billion people on that app, those are all Pokemon fans. And then there's another billion people that that, you know, listened, watched Pokemon or listened to Pokemon or certainly know the song. More people know the song than even know what Pokemon is, but they can, they can identify the song because it's constantly hitting them. Um, But those people have to know who I am. And then once they know who I am, then I can start to perform live for them. And I'm Mm -hmm. finding at my shows, there's more new people every time. There's more new people going, oh my God, it's people like figuring out right there in the moment wait, that's the guy? That's the guy? Oh, my God. I never even thought about it. Oh, it's a guy. It's a, oh, shit, it's a guy. There he is. And then they have this realization and they have this thing. So it's not like people know they're coming to see me and they're they're expecting it. It's starting to be more like that. They'll come to see me mm-hmm. and see my other music expecting Pokemon, and then they're moved by the other songs I have. Uh, but most of the time, there's a whole bunch of people there that just never thought about it before. And the phones go up and they're filming it and they're streaming to their friends and they just tell everybody, oh, my God, I can't believe there's a dude. The dude that sang the Pokemon song. He was there. He sang. So, you know, yeah, it, it's the their, their energy infects me and brings me into the moment. So that's how I, I keep myself excited about things because everyone else is excited about it. Yeah, that, that's exactly the feeling I had uh, roughly 10 years ago when he, when uh, Pokemon uh, published that video of you singing the song. Is that 2016? Or that was 2016, there? yes. Yeah, Yeah, and you said... Yeah, and 2016. I'm, what the fuck? This guy actually exists, just like you said. I, I, I couldn't believe <laughs> uh, Right, yeah. right. Cause, cause like it's a what-the-fuck moment. Yeah, because yeah, like you said, nobody... We all watch it, we all know it, but not a lot of people think about it, you know, too much, you know, like it's, you. everybody knows it, but you know, we're like, there's a person behind the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because you were a child and you uh-huh. were just experiencing the product, not yeah. experiencing the guy standing there playing, being in a band, like wanna make a change. Michael Jackson, like, I, like I said yeah. before, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that experience was really organic to, to your, to, to you. And it really, the song landed even more. You you mm-hmm. absorbed it and you experienced art for art's sake, not art for 
celebrity's sake or for finance. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. And, and we're in this celebrity-obsessed world where people experience celebrities for the sake of celebrities. They experience, you know, the art for the sake of celebrity instead of the sake of the actual art. And, you know, we're losing art to this cult of celebrity. But, yeah, and uh, we are losing to AI now. Chat yes, GBT, and now we're all lo- those AI arts and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes, we're losing art to AI as well. However, if you can experience as a human the uh, the AI art, then then that's great because now you don't have a celebrity behind the art to think of. Mm. Even you know, I mean, now you've grown up and you're and the children of the Pokemon it, the generation back in the day are now adults like yourselves, and now you're thinking, I want to know who it is. If you fa- twenty years from now, the songs that are come out. They're going to say, who was it? And you're going to, you're going to look it up and it was AI, but you know, it's an actual human being, but, but it's interesting because the AI is really doing really interesting work and it's not connected to a person. So it lacks emotion. It lacks that human quality, but it, it it still can impact you because it's drawing from human experiences Mm -hmm. to build its you know, art or whatever AI you're making music, AI music is most music has been AI except for the vocals for a long time. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's loops that you drag in to a, uh, audio program. It's vocals that you tune and slide until they're exactly right. So music has been sort of co-opted by computer technology and AI for at least 20 years, 25 years now. And, yeah. and what we really relate to, I think, is the human qualities in music. So that's what's so good about this is that there's, there is, there's this, Technology right here is technology from 1979. It's just looping. It's just a delay. It just delays and loops it over and over and over again. Just loops it over and over and over and over again. Just loops it over and over and over and over again. Just loops it over and over and over and over again. Just loops it over and over and over and over again. With some effects that are basically the same effects since 1960s. So, keeps it very human. Yeah, but that's what AI or technology is meant to do, to enhance the process of creating art. Because even in in drawing, in painting, we have these iPads for also 20 years or other apps and stuff like that computers that helped create these yeah. magnificent things yeah but it's, I mean, it's supposed to be yeah, absolutely tool, not the not the creator yeah yep exactly yep. tools tools for the human beings to use to express themselves more accurately and abundantly mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and everything that ai basically makes is a nothing that ai makes is original because it has to learn from humans the only place it can learn is from humans. So it draws actually from human yep. experience, human knowledge, human emotions. I mean, as, be- as best as, y- as it can replicate them, but you know. Yeah. Imitation yeah, is and a that form AI of is, That's right. It's, it's flattering us. However, it is, oh, it is only as flattering as the programmer allows it to be. 
There are certain subjects that are programmed out of AI. There's going to be an AI that comes up. It's going to be really cool. That doesn't censor like the AI now has certain narratives and certain topics that it won't tell you about. But then somebody's going to make an AI that'll tell you about everything. It's just like YouTube starts saying you can't say this, you can't do that, you can't have anything about this. And we got Odyssey and we got BitChute and we got all these other platforms, Rumble, that you can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want over here. There's going to be an AI that does that. And that's going to be an amazing AI when they they set it free from the censorship that's in ChatGBT right now. You think it will be canceled? Oh, absolutely. ChatGBT is already canceled. It's already censored. It already doesn't include a whole bunch of things that are already that 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 I've found in on other platforms uh, r- relative to, um, you know, government and and medicine and, you know, different sort of concepts and theories. It just gives you a basic Wikipedia version of what's going on. It's scraping Wikipedia, basically. It's not going outside of Wikipedia. If Wikipedia says it, then ChatGBT will say it. But mm-hmm. Wikipedia is highly incorrect in many ways. Yeah, but good enough for school, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. School is is you know a way to limit the mind, to limit the human being, to to yeah. to trap you in an extended adolescence for twenty years. That's that's that, and school is doing it, its job very well at keeping people in that in that. Yeah, for you know, hundreds in, of years. <laughs> for hunt for for about a hundred and fifty years since the late eighteen eighties, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, splendid job. It's that uh, <laughs> enlightenment. Yeah. They said. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. And you do these various uh, parodies and covers and remixes of your songs especially uh, the Pokemon one, and you did one for The Rock. And how that went, actually, because he yes. published it on his YouTube channel. Yeah. You can't catch The Rock! Um, that was one of the first people that contacted me to do a parody or to do a, a collaboration. Uh, I, well, there was a guy named Chris Villain who said, hey, I'm doing the Pokemon theme song on my YouTube channel. Will you sing it with me? I went and sang the second verse with him. And then in 2016, The Rock contacted me. And uh, actually, I'm sorry, I, I, my statement before that I didn't sing it until 2016 is wrong because I did it with Chris Villain in like 2015, right before Pokemon Go came out. Come on, uh, we know you did it in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did it in the bathroom. Um, and then the Can't Catch the Rock was, uh, was a thing that when Rock was starting his YouTube channel, mm-hmm. Pokemon Go came out and, and there were big Pokemon Go players that were in the first video. And then it got so much attention that they did another like lyric video that I was in, you know, with singing. Yeah, I got my yeah. face in the Rock's video. It was like, yeah. Uh, so what the Rock said, let's hear Jabroni. I want you make this song or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it just makes sense. You know, the, the, the guys, the guys got a team that, that go out and create stuff. Um, and this was one of the things that they, they thought was a great way to bring influences together to Uh build the rocks channel, because the people that were in the first video, the poke rock video were other YouTube influencers that were huge, you know, they had millions of followers and then they share it and point everybody to the rocks. 
uh, mm-hmm. YouTube channel. His subscribers go up and then his video, that video points to me and my subscribers go up and it's just, it's a way that, you know, we build our, we build our online careers with these, uh, with these collaborations. Yeah. Looping in just like you're looping it in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember actually he dressed as a Pikachu for his daughter on, on, on Halloween or something. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I yeah, can't believe yeah. they found a Pikachu onesie big enough for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Custom made. Yeah, 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 probably. <laughs> like all of his things. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. yeah. Part two <laughs> of the Unscripted Podcast <laughs> with Jason Payne. Pay, pay, pay. You know, I, I got to get one of those. <laughs> yeah. They're great. They're great. He meant uh, he meant audio editors. <laughs> That's it. I'm an audio editor right now. It's all created in the moment, and then I don't have to worry about it. It's erased. Yeah. Everything that I've done, it's all been erased. Yeah. Listen, I will send you this uh, these files to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and do your magic. <laughs> okay. Uh, we spoke about your uh, your Pokemon theme song, and it's on YouTube. It's on Spotify. It, it, in Spotify, I think it's it's around one million yeah. listens, if I'm correct. Yeah, and on YouTube, also millions are of millions of views. And do you have any royalties entitled to you from it? Um, the royalties come in mechanical form. It's called mechanical royalties for performance, and they're collected by a couple of internet-based agencies that only sprung up. Uh, you know, in the age of the internet recently, in the past five to 10 years, actually. Uh, so I get royalties based on my re-recordings and, uh, and very, very little because Spotify now, the, the people that make the money are the writers who are registered and the publishers who are registered as the creators of the song, not the performers of the song. Um, and you know but but there are some mechanical royalties and the numbers you're quoting on spotify are from my own re-recorded version mm-hmm. um the actual regular recorded version we don't know how many how many billions of times that thing has been played on all the platforms everywhere like i said that there's there's two billion pokemon fans the fo- song has probably been played a hundred billion times yeah. and how many <laughs> in times in anime itself yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Just in the TV show, uh, it, it, and and then it was on three times a day at least on one channel, and then on Radio Disney back in the day, uh, it was the most played song on Radio Disney for the longest period of time. Nice. So uh, Radio Disney is an AM radio station that just plays kids songs all day long, and it was like every fifteen minutes they were playing the Pokemon song every once an hour at least. But uh, let me ask you this. Uh, I've seen you do covers of uh, some iconic songs on your YouTube channel. I see you do uh, We Are the Champions, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Eye of the Tiger. Uh, yeah. Listening to you speak very passionately about music. Uh, were some of those people, I assume, were your inspiration? But uh, do you have maybe an idol uh, in, in music as a performer or something like that? There is superstitious flowers on the wall. Stevie Wonder is one of the ones that I 
I would love to still uh, love to sing with at some point, but it, 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 once you sing for Stevie Wonder, what what else is there? There's nothing left. Uh, I thought once you sing for Michael Jackson, there's nothing left, but it's really Stevie Wonder. And then I did it, and I was like, oh, well, either I, it's it. The world is dead. I'm done. What else do I do now? No. Uh, what do you do? You do Stevie Wonder. But I'm waiting. I'm waiting till, you know, later in my life to sing with Stevie Wonder. Uh, he was definitely a, a, an inspiration. Those songs, the cover songs, they're, they're all songs that I liked, but we were very specific in the, uh, call it video bomb, where I can actually get the, the video and then recreate myself into the video, like I did on those videos, uh, the original videos of those songs, but they also need to have somewhere online, all of the tracks from the original song have been released. So then I could take out the vocal of Freddie Mercury and put my vocal into the same Queen track. So now, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, had access to the original tapes and released those online of all the songs that I've done. There's one, uh, I did a Doors one as well with Jim Morrison, but that's just on my uh, bit shoot and my odyssey oh, just odyssey sorry because youtube doesn't allow it because the publishers said we can't have that song out there so they they don't let me publish it there but but it is on odyssey yeah yeah uh, uh as far as the live performance uh i believe freddie mercury is uh possibly one of the greatest of all time uh absolutely consider, yeah considering live performance like uh you you shared the stage also with one of the greatest performers of all time uh, alive uh, as well. Uh, what is like performing live for you? Is it by now uh, easy easy job? How was it before? You know what is your experience performing live? Well, it, there's there's a certain amount of uh, anxiety or stress or you know or uh, before the show, but once you're in the water, you're swimming. And I know how to swim and it's actually great to be in a situation on stage where that I don't know what's going to happen when things go down, when things mess up, when somebody doesn't show up or somebody's amp goes out or something goes wrong. That's when the exciting stuff happens. That's what you want to see. You don't want to see everything go exactly as planned. So, you know, they're, they're, I, I prepare and I prepare and I prepare and then I'm ready for anything that happens. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's it's a thrilling experience. But I, I do I do have have a little bit of stress in the preparation part because I want to make sure that I'm uh, that I have what it is that I'm getting out the message that I want to get and that I'm clear with all of my lyrics and all of the parts and of course if you're in a high pressure situation like a michael jackson concert you want to make sure you know what you're doing uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and yeah. yeah and there's but with that event i knew all of those songs i had listened to all of those songs so many times that it was just shorter versions of this of the songs that i mm -hmm. grew up to uh, from the Jackson five to all the songs that the artists in that concert sang to Michael Jackson. And then his, his songs that I had all always listened to and always, I had done a lot of, uh, imitations of Michael. So the style and the sound of the backgrounds was something that I already knew how to, 
how to create. But can you do a moonwalk? Right. <laughs> but can I do the moonwalk? Uh, I'm not sure anybody went to the moon to walk on it, but uh, I know what yeah, you mean. A couple yeah. of guys. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Seven Allegedly. times. Yeah, yeah Allegedly. <laughs> Uh, and you share the stage with all the those icons, legends, and I believe every one of them is a unique experience. But which one is the most special to you, and why? Have it maybe happened this sim something as simple as tap on the back by Michael Jackson? You did good, kid, and stuff like that. Um, I, I mean, I think Michael definitely takes the cake because there were so many other performers involved in that show that we got to sing with. So we got to rehearse intimately with all of the other performers, Luther Vandross and uh, Usher and uh, Whitney Houston was at the rehearsal and uh, Ray Charles and Liza Minnelli. So it was just just icons, legends walking in the room every every mm -hmm. song was another legend that we were like oh my god now it's beyonce what before they before she was beyonce before the, when they were still destiny's child yeah. and, and you know the backstreet boys walked in and went and uh um britney spears walked in it was just like what is going on all of them were in that same room um it, it was it was incredible and plus the audience as well because each person was having their own like Pokemon experience. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's Michael Jackson. I can't believe I'm here. It's really him. I got to catch him. <laughs> I got to catch him. I've lived with this guy my whole life. And the entire audience was just, there were more applause in between the songs than there were songs. So the the musical content of the show Michael was was performing was like, you know, three minute songs and it was like 10 three minute songs. That's like 30 minutes. But there was an hour of applause in between wow. each song. It was like five minutes, five to 10 minutes of applause. Just people How many screaming. Singers can say that. I mean, yeah, no, not a lot. <laughs> eight, if eight of them, eight singers can say <laughs> that I was at that show. Uh, and, uh, of course, yeah, it's very right. Is it only eight singers? And it was really, uh, and most of them were my friends. I knew, I knew them all. I called them and I remember making the calls to a couple of my friends and saying, Hey, I, I have a, a, a gig that I want to see if you're available to do, uh, on, uh, if you're available September 7th and September 10th. Uh, you can come and sing backgrounds with me uh, for this guy. I don't know if you know him. His name is Michael Jackson, and it's going to be at the Madison. Let me see here. Madison Square Garden. Garden is it? <laughs> That's it. So let me let me know if you can make that. And uh, if you're available, I'll get you the details on rehearsals. Thanks, Luther. Uh, talk soon. <laughs> Good thing you were humble with that. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine when he got that message, he was like, what? What? You're kidding. You on drugs again? I had my are you on drugs? Uh, my friend Luther, my friend Shoshana Bean, who's another incredible vocalist. Uh, Michael McElroy was the third person that I was able to bring in. And then uh, there were some other people that the musical director already knew. 
knew about, but those those people were were my very close friends and people that I worked with, and I w- was able to call them and invite them to join me <laughs> on stage with Michael Jackson. What a what a that was even better than doing it myself. Being able to call my friends and invite them to come with me. Woo! Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, that is like uh, you. That's probably one of once in a lifetime experience. You you cannot. Oh my god. It, probably. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, well, of but, course, because Michael's no longer here. So, uh. <laughs> yeah. but even even in his case, uh, he didn't perform a lot, uh, like live. You know, right? The, the, yes, very, that very was, special. I believe, his last United States performance before he started to doing the "This Is It" uh, performance, and uh, then, of course, we know what happened, how that ended. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually kind of surprised that uh, there isn't still a movie about him. They did a. You know, they did Doors, they did uh, yeah. Rhapsody. Yeah, Freddie Mercury, you know, Elton John. Yeah. Let's get the Michael Jackson story. Elvis well, I, I think, you know, they, yeah, especially with, with all of the drama that was there, maybe the family doesn't won't release the rights to his story, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. They could also always do it about an anonymous character and not mm-hmm. call him Michael. Yeah. But listen, they made uh, Johnny Cash. We have a book uh, up here, you know. So he oh, was yeah. pretty he was pretty controversial figure. Yeah, well. he was. He was, so, he yeah. was, he definitely was. And you're a big part of Pokemon fandom. Not many individuals, like you said, globally are globally known as the part of the franchise as you and Nash. Ketchup. <laughs> and we know yeah. how much you mean to this fandom. But what does this Pokemon fandom mean to you? Um, it's, uh, I have profound gratitude for all of the people out there and all the time and energy I put in four hours, 25 years ago, you guys put in 4,000 hours or more in in your whole lives. So I, I recognize the, the, the effort and the energy and the joy and the experience that you guys have had, uh, with Pokemon in your lives. And that, as adults now you can continue to have and invest in it's not just for kids it's for it's for everybody it's all ages the card the collecting of cards are are yeah. a big one for the uh, adult pokemon fans and the games there's crazy games and pokemon go so uh it, it it's it's an incredible group of people i like to think of pokemon as a way of expressing your individuality because there's so many ways that you can collect pokemon there's so many ways that you can catch pokemon if you you know use your critical thinking uh with pokemon go it's so different everybody does it a different way and the same thing with the cards every person plays the game in a different way and this enables you to be an individual a unique individual and i think that's that's what's lacking in our school system is is the individuality the 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 critical thinking the people that are able to follow their own creative impulses and i think pokemon players and fans have that that 
individuality has been cultivated by Pokemon, has been encouraged by the Pokemon games and the and the cards. And those people are out there creating content now because they're realizing they can make their own podcast based on Pokemon or their own game based on Pokemon or their own collection thing based on Pokemon or their own products based on Pokemon. It's just there's, you know, there's so much more activity in the ecosystem from fans making their own things like that from otaku fest another another uh you know a comic-con that has mostly pokemon vendors hundreds of vendors and every vendor has their own pokemon things that they made these are people doing their own things in the world based on the love that they have for pokemon so this isn't really a fandom this is a culture. This is a, an ex, a, a you know, a, 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 a bonding human experience. And we don't even, we don't have anyone to unite everybody yet to really see how many Pokemon people there are. I'm the, I'm the closest thing to a human being in, in the Pokemon, in the Pokemon ecosystem, to a human being that represents all of Pokemon uh, as a human being. Ash is the the fictitious cartoon version of me, and uh, and he represents and Ryan Pokemon. Reynolds Pika- is live action version of you, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Pikachu is also you know represents Pokemon, but but you know if there was a concert of all the people that our Pokemon fans to come hear the song. And they all like knew who knew that there was a concert like there is in March 4th that you can tell everybody about it. Oh, your friends of Palm Beach. Be here already, <laughs> there, it would be, it would be, it would be 2 billion people basically. So the fan and, and, and 2 billion people that that's that now care about the song but they really care about the experience that they've had, the unique experience that each of them has had that drove them to make all of the things that they make right now. Yeah. It would be funny to see 2 billion, billion people in Palm Beach. <laughs> <laughs> in one spot. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder what kind of venue that would be. Like we've got venues that are many hundreds of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woodstock was, was, you know, half a million people. But you know, I don't. I don't think we've even seen a million people gathering. Oh, in Washington D.C., we got a million people. Uh, but you know, we need a thousand times that, and there's there's nowhere that that could actually exist. We don't have a venue big enough for all the Pokemon fans to gather at one time. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I I don't know if I'm correct, but I think Metallica had the biggest concert ever. If I'm remembering, Moscow, 1991, there was like a, almost two million people. If I'm correct. Wow. Really. Don't quote me that, but I, I, there's videos on YouTube. There are also videos like uh, they're singing and, you know, pool. You, you don't even see. I don't, I don't even know if people in the backside <laughs> even heard anything, but right. it was really amazing, right? You well, mean, if, you mean Metallica, the band that covered Pokemon theme song? Yeah. <laughs> I, I That's the Metallica you're talking about? Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's Metallica. I w- I can't swear on it, but I I believe it was Metallica. And uh, we can check that. Later. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, probably. And I know it was Metallica that covered the Pokemon theme song because I saw that. They did, really? in my video. 
I thought yeah. you were joking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Metallica actually covered the Pokemon theme song. They played the Pokemon theme song live at their concert. It's wow. really great. You can check it out on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I, will, I definitely will. And you spoke about conventions, about Otaku Fest and stuff like that. And you are frequently on conventions, aren't you? Signing autographs, speaking with fans. And I see now that you are, you are familiar with trading card games. You even uh, have one made for you and those vintage packs like in your background. And But what is the most, what is the best experience you had on those conventions? Um, well, People. the, the first, yeah, the first convention I went to, uh, was Stan Lee's Comic-Con, LA Comic-Con. And, it, and it was sort of my awakening to the Pokemon ecosystem and, and the fans that I didn't even know that I had, like in the same way that, that you guys didn't, that, you know, oh my God, it's the guy. I had the same experience when I performed the song at Stanley's uh, after party with the band called the Flux Capacitor. They were a cover band. They play all 80s and 90s song. They dress like uh, they're from Back to the Future guys, and uh, and they learn. They always play the Pokemon theme song, so they knew it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And I just stepped in and sang with them. But when I first came out, the crowd went crazy, and I realized that they. It was the first time I figured out that there were all these people out there. Like I've been performing and doing all kinds of uh, my own projects and uh, my YouTube channel and theater and um, sessions and performing with Michael Jackson and all these different gigs where I'm very close to being, you know, uh, having my own audience feeling like I'm, I'm the rock star. But I'm yeah. I'm not I'm 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 in the background, and all of a sudden, I realized that I had all of the fans that I didn't even know that I had. So that happened at a, a convention, and that continues to happen at conventions. I'm going to be at a convention called Collecticon this year, at all of their cities, and that's the, it, it, it's a, thousands of people in one room all having that experience and I don't, it doesn't surprise me anymore because now I did the research and I understand how big Pokemon is, but yeah. I didn't really get that there were that many people. And that was one of the amazing things. And people bring me their items to be signed. They bring me their really special things that they kept as a child uh, and the books that they've, they've had for all of their lives or their slabs that they've had that, that are like $5,000 slab that, that they want me yeah. to sign and like it, it's really amazing and and the other thing is that at these conventions that's where you see all of these creators making all of these things so it's a fabulous ecosystem there's conventions that are just pokemon conventions and even the other conventions like new york comic-con or la comic-con that aren't pokemon themed it's still 60 to 70 percent pokemon things everybody yeah. at every booth has something that's pokemon related usually yeah it's huge and expensive market i don't know if you yeah. saw that that building that is shaped like pokemon ball i don't i doubt it's in tokyo i actually uh, think it's in, in china, china. In yeah shanghai. in shanghai yeah. Uh, it, like a pokeball 
yeah kind of like a pokemon center i believe i don't know if it's a museum or something but like it's shops museums and everything like that yeah and and it shows you how big this this culture as you said is and right this experience you 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 uh, described from your first convention so you were basically starstruck by your fans how many times does yes, that happen? exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing there's a story about a, a a south african artist that had the same experience that he was like a janitor or a handyman here in the united states and he recorded a song like 20 years ago he recorded an album 20 years ago and he didn't know that it was released in south africa it's a good uh it's a it's a netflix documentary i think and then it becomes huge in South Africa. They love it. And there are people playing it all the time in radio stations. And then he goes to South Africa and comes out on stage to his first concert to all these people and is like, Oh my God, I have, I have people that have been listening to me for 10 years, 15 years, however many years. And I'm now yeah. finally performing. And it, it's a very special story, but that's, that's basically what happened. I mean, mm -hmm. I knew people were listening to me, but I didn't know that they had, I didn't, didn't click that they have grown up and now they're human beings that have disposable income and are paying to come see me sing. And they actually, they didn't know I was going to be, that was a surprise. So they were paying to, to, to be at the, at the event. And, you know, I happened to be a surprise at the event, but still it was like, uh, the phones came out. There were more people holding phones up because they couldn't believe it was happening. And, uh, yeah, I was starstruck by my fans. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I don't like to pat ourselves on the back, but uh, that community, uh, like, let's call it geek, comic book, Pokemon, anime community, I think it's actually one of the most non-toxic communities you can find. because Except anime community. Yeah, it's anime community. But uh, you go to, a, you know, a big artist comes and makes a concert in the town and people don't even know the music, but they're going to go for catching the clout and Instagram story. But on these conventions, you know, 90% of the people are legit, so to say, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They're, and, and many of them are dressed as Pokemon. <laughs> They're dressed for the event. And, and uh, this one that I was just at, Otaku Fest, there was such a good energy in the room, uh, in all of the rooms. They had many rooms and so many events going on and so many things that people were having so much fun and they were building community. Like they go to these things so that they can see each other and hang out and be in this uh, surrounded by the things that they love. It's, it's really special. Yeah. And uh, anime, uh, the Pokemon anime is uh, coming to an end with their story. Did you know, I believe you knew that already, but how do you feel about this end of an era for Pokemon? Uh, I, I think it's a good opportunity for them to create another story. That's, mm -hmm. They're not going to stop producing content. They're just going to stop yeah, producing yeah. content about that specific character. Mm -hmm. um, but that's good because that character has been 25 years without a facial hair growing out of his face and uh you know he Come needs on, to grow, grow up, up. Ash, yeah i know and i think they can move on to more uh mature subject matter now he can i, I think they're going to keep going with other with the other characters obviously mm -hmm. and then he's going to show up 
And then he'll have his own story as he becomes an adult and has relationships. And that will be another area for them to, you know, create content. Yeah. But I doubt that that will happen. It will stay the wet dream of the fans for a long time. I yeah. Mean. And maybe it pops, like, <laughs> in 10 years time, maybe he just pops up a scene or something, you know, it would be great. Yeah, be. I, I think so. I think there's going to be f fan versions are going to happen. If he do, yeah, if they yeah. don't do it officially, fan versions. You know, will, there's will already one fan version of uh, Ash story when he's grown up uh, from this independent comic book artist. Uh, he's uh, named yep. Vong something, and it's uh, there's war between Pokemon's. Pokemon's looks like uh, like look like monsters. You know, yep. big, enormous, blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon we deserve. See, that's yeah. what I said. Truly childish one. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. So before we wrap up this this episode, do you have some final message for our listeners? And a verse from uh, any song you abundance, want. <laughs> gratitude. Abundance, gratitude, love, abundance, gratitude, This is something that I sing every morning. I try to get myself in a flow state, and I just sing about abundance, gratitude, health, and love. Uh, and yeah, I mean that's what we all want, and we are living in a world of abundance, and uh, we can activate that abundance by having gratitude. You know, just giving thanks for all the things. Like sometimes I just try to think of the of the insignificant things like uh you know like that this the, this pen the pen top like somebody made the pen top with plastic and 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 paint and all these these materials that someone had to get out of the ground at some point into a factory and all the things that went into designing that pen are all little miracles basically of somebody's imagination and uh, I like to, you know, give thanks for the small things and for the family and the friends and the different things that all go into making me who I am and making you guys who you are. We're all completely unique, special, uh, powerful individuals that can that can affect the world with the things that we do. Uh, so, you know, that's that's the main message. And come to the show <laughs> on March 4th if you're in the, in the Florida area. You'll hear Jason Page songs, you'll hear the jingles, you'll hear stories about all the background singers that I sang with, you'll hear, uh, you know, some famous theme songs that you might recognize as well. I'll be opening the packs musically, the ones that are not in the slabs, and I'll be singing the Pokemon characters and autographing stuff and taking photos with people, so... It's going to be a great event. There'll be Pokemon inflatables. There'll be food trucks. There's going to be vendors. There's going to be background singers. There'll be a band. There'll be all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, that's pretty much the uh, the message. Abundance, yeah. gratitude, health, and love. 
you just released the hype engine for the fans and we have a little tradition on our podcast before we wrap up we have quote on montenegrin language which we translate uh, to english and i've prepared a quote from our singer slash philosopher uh, he really resemble resembles your charisma uh, he's called uh, rambo Mateus. you can see iron in that name <laughs> and on our sure. language, it was, uh, and you spoke about imagination and these little miracles. So this quote really connects to that. And he said this on our language: And on English, it would be: A man is what his imagination is. The rest is a monkey. So, a man is what his imagination is. The rest is a monkey. A man is what his imagination is. The rest is a monkey. A man is what his imagination is, the rest is a monkey. A man is what his imagination is, the rest is a monkey. A man is what his imagination is, the rest is a monkey. A man is what his imagination is, the rest is a monkey. Man is what his imagination is, the rest is a monkey. Man is what his imagination is, the rest is a monkey. Man is what his imagination is, the rest is a monkey. Open up your mind and you can make what you want. Open up your mind and you can get it done. Open up your mind and use your imagination to create whatever you want in the world. Cause man is what his imagination is. A man is what is a monkey. The rest is a monkey. Yeah. Imagination. And the rest is a monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We on our unscripted podcast, Jason Page rocking loops on a make it real laughing. And you feel that he wait beats fasting, not eating past and monkeys on lasting. It's a great quote. It's a really yeah. great quote. Yeah, glad you liked it. That's a, thank you for sharing. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Yeah, and I would like to chat more, but actually Champions League is starting in a few minutes. So, yeah. goodbye. Uh-oh. <laughs> Gotta get it. Gotta get it. Yeah. We stay genuine, uncensored, and unscripted, and we always will, as we have to order our usual. Share us, subscribe us, and stay tuned until the next Wednesday. Iguzo!